want you to do something for me. I want you just to grab hands all across the aisle. Hallelujah. All the way across. I don't want any, any brokenness across there. Grab hands across there all the way across. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you that this is a place that is filled with your spirit. There's no division amongst us. Not There's not any division. No, no double vision. No, no discord. We thank you that this is a place, Father God, where you are God. That Jesus is Lord. That we are led by your spirit. That each person here, Father God, would be willing to change how they think so that they can pick up what you're giving them, Father God. And any old pieces of them, that's all passed away because in Christ Jesus, all things have become new. And so I thank you, Father God, that in this place, we are those that yield to you. We are those that say it's your will, not ours. And that we are those that love the way you desire us to love. And I thank you, Father, as the, with the hands that are, that, are, that are connected, Father God. I thank you that that's another sign of us being unified, that we pray for one another, we work together to build your kingdom, Father. Not our own agenda, but your kingdom. And we thank you for all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Before you let go of the hand, give somebody, give the person you're hugging on each side, give them a hug. I mean, holding the hand, give them a hug. Amen. excited about uh, this today um, that I'm going to share and uh, I'm excited not because it's something new I'm trying to get to rest so we're going to get to to rest I'm going to read a little bit about it to tell you where we're going Um, but there's something even more important because I said God you know how are we ever going to get to rest if you keep giving me other messages and he said (laughs) because these are vital for you to be able to rest So I want us to go to Hebrews four first. Hebrews chapter four, we're going to read verse one, then we're going to jump to to verse nine. Okay. Hebrews chapter four, verse one, then we'll jump to to nine and we'll read nine through twelve. This is where we're trying to get to. It says here, let us therefore fear. Now, this fear is not. Uh, a fear that we're afraid of. It is a fear in the sense of it is our goal. It is our desire to honor, to be in this position. Okay. Let us fear lest the promise being left uh, us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. In verse nine, it says there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also, look at this, has ceased 
from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And the example was the children of Israel not being able to go into the promised land. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's a big thing. The word is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I, we, we talked about last week. And uh, listen, let me let me let me put a plug in podcast plug uh, again. If you guys have not been listening to it, if you're waiting on the CDs, we haven't been making those anymore. OK, we haven't been making them. Not that we can. If you if you're still in in ninety um, seven and you need a CD, we got them for you. OK, <laughs> if you're there, that's fine. We can make a, a CD for you. But what we have now is we have a podcast. All you have to do is just download the the app on your phone and you can listen to it anywhere okay and it's on uh, whether it's on um apple or google play any of those things spotify stuff like that it's there why am i telling you that because listen this word that you're hearing on sunday in order for you to uh, to be able to retain it in order for you to be able to retain it which you want to retain it or else don't come. This is a waste of time. If you ain't going to retain what we're talking about, you don't need this, did, right? So if it's, if it's for you to retain, you've got to listen over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It's imperative that you do that because that way it'll fill your heart. Okay? And so when it fills your heart, you can have these things and we won't have to keep going back and starting over. Okay, because what you do is you get it, you hear it. And it's like the you guys know the parable of the sower. You hear it and then the birds come and eat it up or stuff chokes it out and then you lose it. But if you keep getting it, it'll give it an opportunity to grow, take root and grow up into a harvest. Amen. And so anyway, listen to the podcast, uh, go back over those. But we talked about last week, we talked about um, trying to get through the position of making it through to get to the end of where God wants us to be. But we stopped along the way because I couldn't get all the way to rest like I wanted to because we started talking about metaneo, which is repent. Changing how we think. Right. And changing how we thought so that we could do what? receive the good news. So if we don't change how we think, we're not going to get this good news. And this good news is what we're supposed to believe. He said, repent and believe the gospel. My question today is, do you believe? See, that's a, that's a big point because that's going to tell me where you are in the standpoint of metaneo. In the standpoint of repentance, in the standpoint of changing, it's going to tell me where you are on what you believe. Do you believe? The question is, most of us would say, if I said, do you believe? Everybody in here would raise their hand. That's a believer would say, yes, I believe. Right. But how do you really know you believe? How do you really know? Right. I heard somebody say actions, right? That's so important. Look at this. Romans 10. Let's go there. Romans 10. You guys know this. This is salvation passage, right? Romans chapter 10, 8, 9, and 10 fills you in 
or how to flip the life from a life filled with constant sin. That was one of the lines in in one of our raps a long time ago. Romans chapter 10. So here we are and we start in verse eight. It says this. But what saith it? If we read a little earlier, let me go back and let me start there. Let me start in verse five, actually. For Moses described uh, describeth the righteousness, which is of the law. So all the books of Moses describes the righteousness, which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. So if you do the law, you got to live by the law. But remember, if you don't do all of it, if you miss any part of it, you failed in all of it. Right. So that's not where you want to be. OK, don't try to live there. But the righteousness, which is of faith. Speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above or who shall descend into the deep. That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? So what is it responding to? What does righteousness of faith say? The heart that's filled with righteousness, right? By faith. What does it say? It says this, that the word is near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall do what? Believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man does what? Believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what does it tell me with this? It tells me how I'm going to know is how my heart is responding. Is my heart really believing? Now, I can believe in my head. Right. I can hear what you're saying. I can believe what you're saying. But does my heart really agree? That's the challenge that we all face. We leave out. And and this has been this was the biggest uh, um, struggle for early believers. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say early believers. I should say uh, believers along the way is that they became people who Ganasco. They, They had a head knowledge. But their hearts didn't connect with their heads. And so that's why we have a lot of people who will quote scriptures and hate somebody. Did you know in the South that people said that the reason why they were supposed to have slaves is because this was something that God said. Now, their head made a connection to something, but their heart had wrong in it. If the two commandments that are given are to love God and love my neighbor, how can I then have a slave? Right. So we they 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 had this gnosko, a knowing, a head knowledge, but not a heart connection. Okay, and so that happens to us so often is that we leave out and we're chanting. Yes. And then along the way, our heart starts to really show itself. I want us to go to Matthew chapter 12. Because I want us to see this. This is important. Matthew chapter 12, starting in verse 33. This is important. Matthew 12, 33. It tells us something about how we really know what our heart believes. Our heads can, can, can grab it, can understand it. But my heart will be telling in this way. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 says, either make the tree good 
and its fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt for the tree is known by its fruits. I, I don't know about you. I'm not good at this. I can't just look at a tree and say that's an apple tree just by looking at it unless there fruit on the tree. Once I see fruit on the tree, I know that's an apple tree. See lemons, I see oranges. I know what it is then. But when I don't see it, I can't tell until I get to see the fruit. And he tells us here, this is how we know what fruit is coming from your heart. Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is important to understand. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. And we talked about that. Saved by grace, but we're judged by our works. Amen. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. This is how we're going to be able to see what's happening in our hearts for real. When the the squeeze comes on, what's the first thing out of your mouth? That's how we know. That's how we know. I remember going and I'd be driving with uh, with people. And if there was also about to be an accident and these people would be talking to me about Jesus and all of this stuff. And as soon as there was almost an accident, they'd be like, oh, yes. I'm like, what? What? what, what, That's the first thing come out your mouth. The first thing that came out of my mouth was Jesus. But the first thing out of that mouth was something else. And what it did was it is a telling factor of what's really boiling and bubbling and working in your heart. When the pressure comes on, what do you say? This is crucial because your mouth or your talk reveals what's happening in your heart. You know, nowadays, the world says just anything it wants to say, just crazy stuff that they are saying that's normal. I remember once upon a time when when to call a woman a bee was a those of you that don't know what I mean, that's good. I'm glad you don't know. That's good. But those of you who do know, that was something that was something that you said that that was that was terrible. But now people call it to their friends. Be please. Right. That's the way that people communicate in the world to be. Please, I hope this is not offending you, but I'm, I'm trying to be real. That this is the way the world talks and they say worse things than that. I just don't want to get into all the stuff they saying. That's just a simple example. And the things, listen, listen, I was, I was, um, I, I tried this. I tried this and I tried it two or three times because, because my son said, hey, dad, go through. And as you keep going through, it'll change. So I keep going through and I'm trying to look, do this TikTok stuff. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to stay hip. I don't want to be young. I don't want to be old. I want to be young. But man, the things that these kids are saying, the things that these kids are, I mean, the music that they play behind some of these things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't get past that. 
And this is the thing that they're filling their hearts with. And this is what they're putting out from the abundance of their heart. Now, listen, not all TikTok is bad. Let me make sure I say that. Okay. There's some things that are just funny. There's some things, you know, that are just it's not it's not bad. Kids are doing some some okay things on there. So any young people in here, your parents, don't don't shut them down on TikTok. Just help them to be steered in the right way on TikTok. Okay. Nobody going to agree with me. Y'all shutting everybody down on TikTok. Man. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just do the right stuff on TikTok. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't talk to them. Let me keep going. Keep going. Forget TikTok. But what I'm saying is that the world is saying some evil, vile stuff. How much of that are you picking up? How much of that are you in line with? How much of that you don't even hear? It just doesn't even phase you. Because that's normal. And so this is that. I mean, one of the things that I that I, I thought for the longest was the craziest thing that the world said. And I, and I say this is that everything was compared to in a good way. Hell. Man, you know, people say, let's do this. Beep. Yeah. Oh, that girl is sexy as beep. Because then it's a cuss word. But why is that the denoter a place of torment? Something that's to be aspired to. How did we get tricked into this? And the world says that's great. We may not be that extreme, hey. But how many of us say, you make me sick? How many of us say things like, I'd kill for that? I kill for a donut right now. How many of us say things like that? How many of us say, and this is one that that gets you because people say it to me all the time. Take care. And some of you are like, well, that's not bad. That's good. No, Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me. Why am I taking some? Why you want me to take them? I don't want them. I don't want to take your cares, man. I don't want all of that. I'm trying to put them on Jesus. And these are things that we say and we go, thank you. I will. And we don't even realize that we're doing that. And these are things that are happening all the time that show where we are and how much we've repented. Because there are a lot of things that we're bringing on ourselves that refute us being able to receive the good news. The good news is cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Right. And the other way is we wonder why we always stressed about stuff. Because we're not taking the good news. We're taking care And that's another big struggle that we face in the body as far as this. But see, I want you to understand today this right here of believing that God doesn't work with you. He works with his word. I want us to go to Mark chapter 16, verse 20. And then we're going to go to Jeremiah. 
Oh, man, he's good, man. Look at that. And it says here, and this is talking about Jesus as he's talking to his disciples. He had left with them. He says, hey, go. Those that 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 uh, believe and are baptized shall be saved as the don't uh, will be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And he gives that to his disciples. And then he leaves them. And it says, and they went and did what he told them to do. But look at what it says. Now, you won't be able to see it in this. But if you have a, a good Bible, it's going to show this it's going to show one of these words in italics. That means that the writer, the one who translated it, not not the actual writer, not, you know, uh, this is in, in Mark. So not Mark, but the one who translated it from uh, he uh, from Greek, excuse me, decided that we needed this word. OK, it's not a word that was there. It's a word that he decided we needed. That's why they put it in italics. So we know that it was just added. OK. And it says this, and they went forth. Who? Who went forth? The, the leaders, the disciples, right? And preached everywhere. Now, who did this? The Lord, right? Working with, that word them is not there. That word them is in italics. They just added that because they thought, because it was talking about that, that that's what they should say, that the Lord went with them. And that sounds good, right? It, it sounds good. But that's not what it says. It says the Lord working with and confirming. The word. See, when we put them in there, then it puts them into a position where it was on them. It had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with his word. So it says, and the Lord working with and confirming his word with signs following. Amen. This is important because, listen, oh, let me go one more, one more. Jeremiah, I believe it's one and twelve. Jeremiah one twelve. Let's go there real quick. Jeremiah one twelve. And this is uh, God speaking to Jeremiah. I love this. Jeremiah said it's like fire shut up in my bones. I got to preach this message. But he says this. God says this to Jeremiah. And one twelve, it says this, then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten or watch over my word to perform it. See, it had nothing to do with the people. It has everything to do with the word. Now, here's the key. Here's the here's the kicker. How many of us have been waiting on and believing God and we say we believe what God has said and he wants us to do it, but we haven't seen it. There's some things that we're like, man, I know God's getting ready to do this. He said he would do it. He would heal me, but I'm still sick. I know God said he was going to do it. He said he was going to do this and I haven't seen it. Did you know that the problem Maybe this. Simply this. Because of this. I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. The reason why we're supposed to read the word daily. And keep ourselves planted in the word. Because it'll be something that we meditate on. And what we meditate on, that means that what we think about, what we continually think about is what rolls into our heart. So I know a lot of people continually think about where's the money going to come from to pay this bill. 
How am I going to take care of these bills? I got all this stuff coming up, and all I can think about is I don't have enough money and when it's going to happen, and I don't know where it's going to come from, and I don't know how it's happening, and that's what I'm thinking about, and that's all that's happening, and then my heart starts to swell with that thing, and so when I get into the pressure and it starts to look like it's overwhelming, then negative, all death, all the fear that I've been meditating on is all that rolls out of my mouth. That's all that pours out of me because that's all I've been meditating on. All I can think about is, oh, God, this this thing, I haven't seen it go anywhere. And I'm my I'm, I, can't, I can't believe it. it's starting to feel worse. And it looks like it's, that thing's growing and it's more pain every day. And when I walk on it, it gets harder. And I don't know why it is. And God, I know that you told me that I'm supposed to be healed. But this thing, all it does is hurt and it hurts. And every morning I get up and I just have pain and it's getting worse. And, you know, there's a whole lot of this in my family. And I've seen so many people die from this thing. And that's all I meditate on. And I wonder why I'm not seeing the results that God said I should. Because God doesn't watch over you to perform what you say. He watches over his word to perform what he said. And it doesn't matter if you're a believer, if you're a Christian. Listen, there are a lot of things that Christians don't get in this life. Why? Because they're not willing to repent. And that's why that was the first message that he ever preached was if you don't change how you think, you're going to miss out on everything that I provided for you because you don't know. And now you're meditating on what you do know. And people wonder why in my house, I don't like rated R movies. I don't like certain things happening in my home. I will not allow it. I don't let it happen. There's certain things that I just won't let in because I'm not meditating on that mess. I got too much at stake. For the squeeze to be, I'm unsure of what God has said. And I start to say things contrary because remember, listen, listen, I got I to say this again. I've said this. I said this last week and I probably said the week before. That my words that I speak become seeds. That lead for my harvest. But listen, the angels who God says he watches over, he sends his angels and he gives his angels charge over to take care of those things. Listen to this. So they hear you say. Something that God said, they take off to go do it. Then they hear you say something different. They go, okay. And then they hear you say, go do it. And they get ready to go do it. And they hear you say something different. They're like, okay, they got this. And they're constantly looking for ways to do it. It's like a seed. I I plant the seed. I dig it up. I plant the seed. I dig it up. And I never receive a harvest. And I'm mad at God because I never received the harvest. Because I'm constantly in between. I get the word for a little while and I stick with it for a little while. Then I get lazy. I get lackadaisical. Uh, Other stuff starts to happen. I feel okay about it. I see a little bit of change. This happens to believers all the time. You come in. Everything's going bad. You start getting the word. Your life starts to change and you start missing church. You stop reading your Bible. You stop doing these things and then you wonder why everything caves in. Why? Because you filled your heart with the other stuff and now you're speaking contrary to God's word. 
And you're getting that. Am I making sense? God said to me, listen, uh, Amanda said this this morning and she said it of her own way so I could say it again. She came and I said, I said, hey, I looked at her. I saw her countenance was down. OK, I saw that. And I said, how are you doing? And she said what she said. And I was like, but <laughs> it's OK. The point I'm making, it's OK for you to say how you feel at this moment. But you don't leave it there. See, I can say, you know what? My head is hurting really bad. But with Jesus stripes, I am healed. You know what? In this moment, I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill. I don't have the finances. But I know this. God said he would supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm never going to leave it on the where I am now because that's not faith. That's that's what is now. That's what I already see. I don't need faith for what I already see. It's the stuff that I don't see that I need the faith for. And so that's why I declare this thing that God has said and he watches over his word to perform it. I will. I promise you guys, listen, there's so many times in my in my and I, I'm so grateful that my children see it. My children see these types of things. I remember saying one time, you know, God, um, there's this there's there's this one thing that I really want. I tell you, it was it was a pair of shoes. I know this is going to sound silly, silly. There's one thing that I really wanted. And I just said, God, you know what? You are the one who takes care of this. You said you supply all my needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But you also said you do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to the power that's at work in me. You know what? Your spirit's at work in me. And I'm not doing this for greed. It's just something that I want that I don't have the finances for. But you promised me this. And I kid you not, I kid you not. And I, and I won't say, but, it, but there, was one, there was one family in here that, that immediately, I didn't ask them for it. I didn't ask them for it. They had a package that they bought my size and shipped it to my house. Brand new pair of shoes. Yeah, no big. 16, 15, 16. That they sent to my house a pair of shoes. And then another person brought me another pair of shoes. And another person brought me another pair of shoes. And then one of the people that had already brought me a pair of shoes brought me another pair of shoes. The point I'm making, and listen, I'm not, sometimes people get mad when you say stuff like this, but why can't we talk about the blessing of the Lord? Why, why do we have to be afraid to say that God did something good, even though it wasn't, it didn't seem spiritual, but it was. I know if you can change how you think, you'll see that God cares about every aspect of your life. We're supposed to trust him for the shoes on our feet, for the clothes on our back, for the food that we eat. You know, and some of the people who are frustrated right now or not even paying attention, they're the very people who need it. And God says this all the time. He brings it to us to bring truth. To set you free. If there's something going on in your life that's not good or you're not seeing the results, check out what you are saying. But first, check out what you're meditating on. If the last time you picked up your Bible was last Sunday. Yikes. 
I bet the last time you turned on your TV wasn't last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, the last time you looked at your phone for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everything else wasn't last Sunday. What are you meditating on? The world tells you, the world tells you so much. Can, can I tell you something? This is the honest truth. Last thing I'm going to say, this, this is kind of bad about my wife, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> She's not in here to, to, to defend herself, so I'll be, I'll be good. I know when I leave to go to work on, on, on the weekends, when I leave to go to work, I know whether my wife has been watching HGTV. No, no, I can tell the, I can tell whether she's been watching HGTV or all this stuff because I can tell there are several things that happen. One is one is bad. And I'm going to be, be clear about it. I'm going to say that first so I can, we can forget that one. The first thing is she will start to dislike the blessing of the Lord that she has right now. She'll start to pick at her home. I wish I had this. And if I could do it again, we do this. Right. I can see that. And it happens all over. She's no longer satisfied with what God has blessed her with. The thing that was so good that we were excited about and the thing that she was just Banging me over the head. I got to get my house. And then when she watches that, everything shifts. But also I can tell because everything in the house shifts. Stuff is moved around all over the place. <laughs> and what do you think about this, baby? Can you tell anything different in the house? Can you see anything different? I'm like, I'm scanning. I'm like, please, God, help me. I don't know what's different. <laughs> please help me. Yes. Uh, yeah, baby. Oh, man. I, yeah, it looks good. I don't know. Help me. Can't you tell I moved that candle from there to there? No, I don't know. But that's what happens to us. Listen, that's what happens to us all the time by what we're feeding. It starts to come out. And that's a fun, easy way to see it. But I guarantee there are a lot of other things that we watch that start to make us dislike where we are. And what we have to do is we have to start saying, wait a minute, God, what do you say? What do you say? And start to declare that. Now, let me make sure I say this. Your head, if it's only your head and not your heart, you'll only say it for a little while. You'll say it the rest of the day, maybe tomorrow. You may think about it again next Saturday before you come back to service, but it won't be consistent. When it becomes your heart, that will be all that you say. It'll be the thing that you declare every day. I always declare, I declare every day, God, I thank you that you're raising up somebody somewhere to use their power, their ability and their influence to help us. And let me be a blessing to someone else. I declare every day that no weapon that's formed against us shall be able to prosper. I declare every day that with Jesus stripes, I am healed. I declare every day that uh, God's favor rests on me and goes before me, opening doors no man can close, closing doors no man can open. I declare that every day. And much more. We'd be here a long time. But that's what I do. Can I tell you something? That's what I do before I get out of bed. That's when I open my eyes. Good morning, God. I tell you this. And I mean this. Good morning, God. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for waking me up this morning. 
Let me see another one of your glorious days. Thank you that I'm ready to do your work and will. And then I start declaring those things. And I do that not because I'm just rattling it off. And there are times when I do feel like that. And I'm still kind of sleep, half sleep, and I'll just stop and I'll go, you know what? Forgive me, Dad. I want this to come from my heart, not just from routine. And I'll start and I'll say and I'll make sure that I change it all up then so it's not routine. And I just talk with it for a little while before I declare all those things. I ask you this. What do you believe? Because until you start to believe all of this book. You'll never get to rest. To cease from your own works. And to rest in him. You'll always be trying to figure out how do I fix this? How do I make this change? Instead of knowing that in righteousness, I just need to declare what he said because he's already finished it all. That's how you get to rest. Okay, I'm done. I know Shirley's fussing at me for going so long. I, I want to say this, guys. It's, it's, it's very important to be mindful of the words that are coming out of your mouth. Because it really reveals your heart. Can I tell you something? I've been knowing this for quite some time. I've been knowing this for quite some time. And so there's sometimes when I'm talking to people in passing, and I'm not saying you guys, but I'm talking to people in passing, and they'll say something, and, and they'll think it's nothing. But I understand it told me their heart. And, I ha- and then it lets me know where they are, how much I can trust them, how much I need to work with them, how much I need to run from them. I ain't going to lie to you. Some people you got to run from because some people just have wrong intentions for your life. And it's not for you to win them. It's somebody else to win them. You have to know when to run. <laughs> That's right. All right. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your wisdom, for your understanding, for your love, for your compassion. Father, let it be that we are people who truly love, truly compassionate, that we're people who are filled with your word. Our mouths are filled with your word. Our hearts are filled with your word. Our mouths are filled with your love and our hearts are filled with your love. That we would be people that would show forth your goodness everywhere that we would go. Father, let us be people that would listen to these podcasts over and over again. Let us read our word over and over again so that we can continually be filled, be being filled with your word, but also with your spirit, Father. And we thank you that as we continue to, uh, to, to, to come together, Father God, you will continually cause us to grow and to reveal yourself to us by your spirit so that we may know you more, to have an intimate relationship with you, to really know what you're trying to say to us and for our lives, that you won't just be God out there, God somewhere out there who's, who's doing these things, but you'll be our personal father. Jesus will be our personal savior. We think that as we leave this place, we don't leave your presence, but we go forth with your anointing and your authority to accomplish your plan. And we do it all in Jesus' name. 